Hello everybody and welcome to episode 358 of the Ask the Coach show where Ping Skills answers your table tennis questions. I'm Jeff Plum and as always I'm joined by Supercoach Alois Rosario. Welcome Alois. Uh, thank you Jeffrey and you know I was just thinking you know that introduction of yours you know where we answer table tennis questions I think you know it's just a lot more than that nowadays you know. It I mean, is isn't it you think we need yeah. a new introduction. Well, maybe, maybe, but I think you know definitely the the OMG facts need to get a running somewhere. Into <laughs> the introduction, yeah. Although, although I'm nearly running now, I've still got plenty. Well, still got plenty. I'm still I've getting been... over last week's OMG fact about if the Chinese population started walking past you, it'd never finish. That's <laughs> pretty amazing, isn't it? It is amazing, yeah. Pretty amazing, yeah. I haven't actually haven't haven't actually told anyone about that this week, but I will. Yeah, yeah, good. And, and talking talking about like walking, I <laughs> would like to run a bit more, you know. And every day at breakfast, I announce <laughs> that I'm going for a jog, and then I don't. It was my longest running joke of the year. <laughs> oh dear. You know what won't get a mention in that introduction? <laughs> uh, uh, on this day? <laughs> uh, but, Alois. Yes, Jeff. What do cows order from? Uh, Castle logs. <laughs> oh, dear. That's so good. Um, but, uh, Alois, tell me a little about, now that I've mentioned it, because, it, I, I mean... I did say it wasn't a great segment just there where I alluded that it wasn't, but it really is a good segment. I do like it. On this day, what do you have for us? Well, it's actually today is the 2nd of December where we are right now, and it is Amy Wang's birthday. Amy Wang from the USA played at this year's World Championships. Um, she would be just... Oh, maybe 19 or something. seems a bit strange. Anyway, 19 years old. Um, but um, she made the last 32 of the World Championships uh, player from the US. And uh, obviously this World Championships was in the US, so it would have been huge uh, excitement to get through a couple of rounds for her um, at the World Championships. So, Certainly, um, that's a big effort. That's good. Yeah, so a big happy birthday to, uh, to Amy Wang. So that was uh, yeah, great result for her getting it's, through. It's also my mother's birthday. Well, there you go. See, Amy Wang and Mrs. Plum. There you go. <laughs> Happy birthday. Yes, and it was your son's birthday recently. Is eighteenth? Are you that old? I um, am that old. Yes. <laughs> yeah, gosh, <laughs> amazing. My amazing. goodness, yeah, my <laughs> son's eighteen. That it seems strange. Very strange. <laughs> yes. <laughs> He's now an adult, apparently. Well, that's right. Yeah. You no longer have any say over what he does. Yeah. So, is that what happens? Yep, pretty much. <laughs> it's been that while for a while, actually. <laughs> yes. And on the last show, Alois, we yes. were talking about the world championships that were in progress. Oh. I was wondering why there was no Ma Long and Zhu Zin who couldn't possibly win if they're not playing. No. Um, but they, there has been a lot of action and it has concluded. It's pretty exciting. 
It was it's really good championships. Um, mm. And you know what? It's almost because Ma Long didn't play and, uh, <laughs> and Zhu Jin. And it's funny, isn't it? But it really opened up um, one half of the men's singles draw yep. um, this time. And the, wim- the women's singles, on the ha- other hand, was really a really strong competition, um, dominated by the Chinese players again. Um, but it wasn't the favourite that ended up winning. So Chen Meng was uh, was favourite, number one seed. Mm-hmm. Um, and she did get to the final. Uh, yeah, got to the final. But, uh, but sorry, got to the semi-final and lost to uh, Wang Wan Yu, um, also from China. And, and if you remember last week's show, we did mention... Uh, Wang Man Yu and uh, yes. you know and, and just the her her technique and her style and uh, yeah and it was really good to see her get through really and uh, and take take the championships and she beat another young player Sun Ying Sha in the final um, four games to two tough battle you know I think the last game was fourteen twelve or fifteen thirteen or something so yep. uh, yeah but the, the Chinese really dominated the women's singles providing all of the four semi finalists and. Uh, so they had, uh, uh, yeah, and five out of the eight um, quarterfinalists. So, yeah, yeah, real domination by the Chinese team. And, you know, really good, but really good to see the, the level of uh, of play in the women's singles there um, this year. And and for that young young player, Wang Man Yu, to come through and uh, and win her first uh, world women's singles championship was, was great to see. But um, but then we'll get to the men's singles in a in a bit. But some other real highlights. I mean, the men's doubles. Mm-hmm. We had Sweden winning the world uh, championships, and um, with uh, Christian Carlson and Matthias Falk um, beating uh, Jang Woo Jin and Lim Jun Jun Hoon from Korea in the final three one. So yeah, it's pretty pretty big excitement for for Sweden. Um, in this championships and also um, the Swedish woman Petra Sorling has just been um, elected the president of uh, ITTF. So uh, yeah, really big week. And then to top that off um, in the men's singles, um, Truls Morigard, who we talked a little bit about last week and I couldn't even remember his name last week, made the fight <laughs> made the final and uh, and lost in the final to Fan Zhendong, the overwhelming favourite for the uh, for the final. But um, but re- again, really good to see young uh, Trulls uh, get through to the final. And and as I said earlier, um, not having Ma Long there sort of really opened up one half of the draw this time. And uh, you know, uh, Trulls was in that bottom half. Quadria Runa, uh, Timo Boll, the living legend, made the semi final. Um, and lost four three to Trulls in the semi final, um, which is amazing. And and uh, Timo was injured in that uh, semi as well, but Ooh. still managed to managed to you know fight his way through and uh, and yeah went down three three four to Trulls. Uh, but also in that bottom half, Kanak Jar, the the American player, young American guy, made the quarter final of the men's single. So. You know, some really big moves in um, in world table tennis, I think, from this world championship. So let's just see, you know, um, has uh, has that gap closed a little bit? Um, you know, um, who knows? But, yeah, Fan Zendong, uh, what, what a champion. And, and winning his first uh, world men's singles championship. He, yeah. He had, he had a tough run through, though, too, uh, Jeff. Did he? Yeah, yes. I mean... He had to beat uh, 
in the round of 16, he had to beat his compatriot, uh, Wang Chu Chin, who I love watching. Um, beautiful player. He beat him 4-2. Um, in the quarterfinal, he had another compatriot, Lin Gao Yuan, probably second or third most favourite player to watch. Yeah. Um, nice, a good lefty. Um, lost to Fan Zendong 4-1 in the quarter. And then in the semifinal, Fan Zendong had to beat Liang Jinkun, uh, and he beat him 4-1 as well. So Wow. Uh, yeah, so really strong performance overall, you know, getting through those three really tough matches. And then, I don't know, probably might have been a little bit of a, um, a letdown for him in the final playing against a Swedish player. But but, <laughs> but, but also, um, I think it's, you know, good for the crowd and good for uh, atmosphere to have, uh, you know, a Chinese versus a Swede in the final. I remember the 87 World Championship <laughs> final that I that I watched between uh, uh, Zhang Jialiang and uh, and the young Waldner. Yes. Uh, so yeah. Anyway, pre- yes. very very exciting stuff happening over there. Um, other other results: women's doubles. Yep. Uh, so uh, that was again uh, really an interesting competition. But um, the two finalists in the singles, Wang Man Yu and Sun Ying Sha, took the. Um, took the title from Mima Ito and Hina Hayata. And that mm-hmm. was a 3-0 result in the final. Um, and in the mixed, um, again, really good to see that, um, you know, the, some some topsy-turvy results. Um, Harry Moto and Hina Hayata made the final there. Mm-hmm. They, they beat uh, Lin Gao Yuan and, uh, and Lily Zhang. So there was a, a, a China-US mixed doubles combination. Um, wow. That, yeah, that made the semi-final, and uh, they lost three-two uh, in the semi. Um, but uh, but the winners overall were Wang Chuchin and uh, Sun Ying Sha. Um, so Sun Ying Sha winning two titles, the doubles and the mixed doubles, and a runner-up in the singles. So she had a pretty good week, I reckon. <laughs> yeah, I think so. I think so. Yeah, and uh, you mentioned uh, um, Fan Zhendong took out Liang Jing Kun in the semi. Yeah. And- Liang Jing Kun had quite a tough run himself. Um, yeah. In the round of 16, he came up against Liam Pitchford and just snuck through 4-3. Yeah. Well, I say just. He was he was up um, he was up 3-1 and then got back to 3 all and then he won 11-4 in the in the decider. So yep. maybe not too much. But in the quarterfinal, played Hugo Calderano. Who is yeah. also a very good speed cuber, apparently, can solve the Rubik's Cube mm. in like seven seconds, which is just crazy. Yes. Um, but Hugo Calderano won the first three sets, 11-8, 14-12, yep. was up three nil. And then um the minute the minutes uh, uh break in between finished, and then Lian Jing Kun went and changed his shirt. And Hugo was like, What's he doing? He's already kind of had a minute to go change his shirt. Ah, and then Liang came out and was up five nil in the fourth game. Right, and then Hugo or Ugo um, took the next six points straight to lead six five. So he was up three nil and up six five after winning six points in a row, um, but couldn't get over the line. Went down eleven eight, eleven four, eleven eight, eleven eight. Wow, yeah. Three. Huge match. I, I didn't see that one, but uh, yeah, you you were saying that it was a yeah really good really good standard. I love watching Hugo play. Mm. Uh, always spectacular back from the table, and 
Yeah, and his yeah, high, yeah, yeah. high toss serve is great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it is good to watch, isn't it? And then uh, uh, Truls Morgard, what a surprise. But what about his bat, Alloys? Yes. Now, very uh, odd. Yeah, it's uh, actually octagonal shape. And uh, I think we've actually got a question about uh, his bat in the uh, in the questions for today. Um, well, let's move on to the questions then. Yes, yes. Yeah, so, yeah, and so, first up is a question from Jasper. Yeah. And it said, Alice, I've heard Steger created a new blade where the hitting surface looks like an octagon. What do you think of this? What are the advantages and disadvantages of this blade? Well, I'll, I'll have you know that I answered this question before the World Championships. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, but um, yeah, I mean, I think... I don't see any real advantages with it. You know, it's, I think it's a, it's a nice gimmick. Um, it's a nice, uh, it's good to have something different, uh, but you know, at the ultimate level, you know, if you think about those um, edges or the, the round ends being cut off, you know, maybe you're just missing out on that little bit of uh, advantage of getting the ball closer to the end end of the racket when you're serving and that sort of stuff. Um, I don't see any real advantage in it, um, mm. but but it certainly looks good, and it's uh, and you know what he uh, he used it and got to the final of the world singles championship, so <laughs> it, can't, it can't be too bad. <laughs> it can't be too bad. No, definitely not. <laughs> definitely not. Yeah, now, maybe. Maybe we need like just a square bat. That would look strange. That would, and but you know, you know what? It'd save on cutting the rubber. You know, just stick it straight on. <laughs> that is a great idea. Yeah. Let's yeah. just make. Are, are all rubbers the same size? Yeah, pretty much. Oh, yeah, not quite. Mm. No, not quite. But yeah. yeah, we need to standardize exactly the size of the rubbers, and then you should just <laughs> buy a square bat. Just stick it on. No more cutting. Problem solved. Done. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, so I, I think I think it's a bit of a gimmick. I don't see any advantages, but you know, um, I think, I think they're right. going to sell a few of them after after <laughs> the World Championships, though. <laughs> I think they will. <laughs> uh, very good. Very good. All right. Well, I also have another question from Tenneth. Oh, from not Tenneth. From Kenneth <laughs> with a K. Uh, who wants to know about long pimples for defensive players? It's like, why do defensive players use long pimples for their backhand? What do you think? Yeah, so the main the main reason is that um, it's it absorbs a lot of the speed and the spin. Um, so when someone's attacking strongly at you, um, and you if you've got live rubber on the backhand, it, it makes it a little bit more difficult to control that. Um, that strongest topspin or faster ball with the long pimples, it, it just tends to deaden the um, the the speed of the of the attack, um, and it also just you know gives you a little bit um, bit uh, bit to play with uh, because of the um, the softness and the and the the ball sinking into into the the racket a little bit more. Um, so yeah, that's why a lot of uh, the defenders use it on their back end, especially. Um, but then on the forehand, you know, now we see the the the, the modern defender, you know, that comes out and basically counter spins on the forehand side. Um, but uh, but yeah, that backhand that backhand long pimple is usually um, is uh, is usually uh, the way that a lot of long, um, defenders go nowadays. Yeah, and and 
We see often the defenders are, are like defending away from the table and chopping with those long pimples. Though I guess occasionally, and maybe more in the women's game, you do see some people up to the table defending with the long pimples. Yes, yeah. So that uh, that that's a really I, I love watching that style of play um, when the um, when the players stand up close to the table with the long pimples because it really. Uh, changes the dynamic of the game and uh, slows the ball down. And then especially if they twiddle, you know, change sides and then use the um, the uh, inverted rubber on the other side, you know, it can yeah. really, really be difficult for uh, for the attacker at the other end because you just ha- don't have much time um, when they're up at the table and, and playing one ball with the long pimples and one ball with the uh, inverted rubber. Yeah, now I remember when I was a young kid watching an English player called Carl Preen. Did he have long pimples on the backhand? Yeah, yeah. he certainly did. Yes. Mm. Did yeah. you ever play Carl Preen? No. 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 No, no I never played Carl Preen, and probably luckily too, because he would have <laughs> been he would have been a very very awkward customer. Yes. Yes. I think I remember seeing Waldner play him in like a world championship match and Waldner beat him, but it wasn't like, it wasn't easy. It was tough, tough match. Yeah. Hmm. I reckon, uh, maybe he even had a win against Waldner. Oh, don't quote me on that, but yeah. <laughs> yes. Anyway, great question, Kenneth, about the, about the long pimples. Um, and I noticed that he also asked a bit later in that question about whether you can attack with those long pimples. Yeah, so it, it's harder to attack with the long pimples. Um, it's probably easier if you if you are going to attack, um, you you can attack off a backspin ball a little bit easier, but off a topspin ball, it, it's very difficult because the ball's coming out of the long pimple with backspin. So then the ball's going to float off the off your racket. Um, but off a backspin ball, um, that's when you could uh, think about um think about it attacking a little bit more yeah 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 it makes sense and and i guess yeah because you can't generate your own spin you can't kind of counter that spin and yeah so you can't get a lot of top spin off a yeah top spin ball oh it makes sense nice one all right um and next up i have we have another question about the forehand counter hit so um spinny says i have a fairly consistent fast counter hit but I finished past my left eyebrow. So you know how allies, how we always say don't finish too yep. far across or it kind of can yep. make the stroke inconsistent. Well, he's saying if I just finish near my left eyebrow, the ball really goes over the net. It makes the stroke too vertical without much forward motion. So yep. what do you think about this technique? Is is it a problem? Do you really need to finish near that left elbow? And how do you how do you balance all those things at once? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, finishing finishing near your eyebrow is still important, but there's one other really critical factor that um, that I think you're missing out on here, Spinny, and that is the rotation of your body. So mm. when you when you're playing that forehand stroke, if you just stand there and lift your bat straight up, then the ball is going to tend to lift quite high. But if you think if you can imagine this on um, another dimension and that is with rotation forward as well with your waist so now even though your bat's coming up it's still going forward because your your waist is rotating forward at the same time and hopefully you can picture that in your head um yeah Yeah. so the rotation the rotation of your body um around 
um, with the racket going up now means that there's more forward and uh, while the bat is still going upwards. So now the ball is going to go lower um, over the net and more forward uh, rather than straight up in the air. So Great. Yeah, that makes sense. And if you're not sure or can't picture that, then get onto the Ping Skills website and have a look at, at our videos on how to do these other forehand counter hit and, and maybe even then looking at the forehand topspin. Um, now, Alice, we did a while ago have a segment comment of the week. And right. I think I think this time it's almost got to go to you because Spinny had a follow-up question when you told him about this and answered it on the website. And he said... Um, Thank you. I remember my county. It works a lot better when I twist my waist. But he wanted to know what kind of racket angle should you have when you contact the ball, flat or closed? And this is your comment. You said, the racket can be flat to start with. As you advanced in sued and the sued, if racket you use can turn your racket more forward. <laughs> well, what, what were you thinking? Were you drunk? <laughs> As you advance in sued and the sued, what are you talking about? <laughs> sued should be speed. <laughs> as you as you advance in speed and the speed of your racket <laughs> use can turn your racket more forward. Oh, don't worry. I think I'll just delete the comment. <laughs> That is uh, that is comment of the week for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it uh, it shows you what happens when you don't uh, go back and reread your uh, your work. <laughs> autocorrect. That's the only possible I'm explanation. Gonna, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to bl- blame autocorrect. But is sued? Is that even a word? Is it like <laughs> <laughs> sued? Yeah, like you can sue someone. You know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. As you advance in sued and the sued. <laughs> <laughs> Oh dear! Oh. At least I got comment of the week. <laughs> yes, exactly. Is there a is there a prize for comment of the week? <laughs> um, not at not at this stage. Right. Uh, not at this stage. But we do have a prize for the um, who am I competition. But we have one more question to get to first. So listen to this question, and then we'll get on to the who am I competition. Very exciting. I hope you weren't jumping the gun there, Jeff, and trying to get on to. Just a little. Okay. Uh, but first, a question from Mahul about playing against odd rubber. And when we say odd rubber, we're talking about those funny rubbers like uh, medium pips, uh, Dr. Neuerbur. How do you say that? Dr. Neuerbur? I never, never know. Neubauer. Neubauer. Dr. Neubauer. And like super anti-butterfly, all these kinds of ones like anti-spin, long pimples, medium pips. Um, and who wants to know, because his daughter's a state-level player, but doesn't get to practice against that very often, and so she's not that great against it. So um, he wants to start practicing with her and using some funny rubber just to give her some practice. But what sort of tips do you have to play against uh, uh, different rubbers, the funny rubbers? Yeah, the the most important thing to start off with, uh, Mahul, is to, is to just give her as much opportunity to play against them as possible I mean, you don't have to do anything fancy with them you mm-hmm. know just um just return the ball with the with the pips and um just so that she's seeing a lot of uh, uh or, or getting a lot of opportunities to play against that ball um yeah and so i think that's that's the most important thing 
to start off with. As she advances, you'll also advance a little bit with your play and you'll be able to start to do a little bit more with um, with the pips. Um, you know, you can you can block with them, you can hit with them um, off off the backspin. But um, but yeah, my my best advice is to just give her as many opportunities to hit against the the long pips as you can, and then when she goes out to play the players, um, it isn't something completely foreign that she has to um, has to think about. Um, she'll just have a bit more of a feel for what's uh, what's happening with the with the long pips. Yeah, yeah, makes sense. And, and I think, as you mentioned before, in the other question with the long pimples, when um, if you push with backspin to the long pimples, then they can sort of attack it and it'll reverse the spin and it'll come back with topspin. And that's kind of strange if you're used to playing against only normal rubber. So that kind of spin reversal, it's kind of not yeah. really spin reversal because it keeps the same yeah. spin, but... If you go yeah. with backspin, comes back top spin. It's hard to get used to if you haven't played against it. Yeah, that's right. It's can it's counterintuitive because um, w- when you're hitting against inverted rubber, the um, it has the opposite effect basically. Mm. So so yeah. So if you push to the long pimples um, and they push the ball back, it's going to come back with top spin. Whereas if um, if they pushed it back with inverted rubber, it would come back with backspin, which is completely opposite. So yeah, um, totally opposite. Yeah, so it's just, it's just, but it is just a matter of getting used to, and it's also understanding that it acts consistently. So it will act um, the same way each time, um, and it's not some uh, complete mystery or you know something um, that you that's unfathomable. Um, yeah, just, yeah. Just and I guess of- that's the same when you first start playing table tennis and you don't understand anything about spin, and then some guy comes out and gives you this really spinny serve and it flies off to the right and then they give you another serve and it flies off to the left and you're like, how is this happening? Um, it, it it all has a logical reason once you understand it, doesn't it? Yeah, exactly. And, and you know, it, it is just about experience. Okay, excellent. All right, so Mahul, hopefully those tips help you out and good luck uh, developing your own skills with the, with the long pimples um, and hopefully that helps your daughter out. Excellent. All right, Alois, I did mention this earlier. This brings us on to the amazing Who Am I question. Um, We had a competition and... um, Yes. We had some clues, didn't we? We did have some clues. Um, Yeah, so uh, the, the clues were that I finished as high as fourth at a World Cup First represented um, the World Championships in 2008. I have a career 68% international singles win-loss record. Well, that's when we actually wrote the question, which was a long time ago. (laughs) Um, In 2011, I won 82% of my singles. In 2012, I represented my country at the Olympics, and I play for the US. And, uh, yes, and the the answer, the correct answer, was Lily Zhang. So, uh, and we did have quite a lot of very clever listeners that uh, that guessed uh, guessed that right. Excellent. There we go. So um, we we need to pick a winner for that, don't we? Yeah, we do. And uh, and while you're doing that, Jeff. Yes. Um, I can uh, introduce competition number five. Okay. Yes, indeed. And well, we're going to make it really tough this time, especially to start off with. Um, the only clue is that I will give you is that I have a brother named 
malt. Oh, okay. That's it. That's it. That's all you get. That's all you get. Okay. Hmm. Mm. Interesting. Hmm. So, well, yeah. have okay. A, have a good think about that one. Okay, good, good tip. All right, so get your answer in. See if you can win uh, one hour online coaching or one month of Ping Skills Premium membership. Yep, and how do they enter? Now, Alois, I did get the system just to choose two people. Right. It actually worked. I I thought it wasn't working for a while, but it's actually worked. (laughs) So um, Alexander and Eva have won. Okay, well done. The, uh, so um, just get in touch with us for your and tell us whether you'd like the one-hour online coaching or one-month Ping Skills uh, Premium Membership. Okay. So Alexander um, and uh, Eva, we'll, we'll get in touch with you yep. and, uh, and uh, let you know that you've won. And, uh, yeah, th- then you can choose the, uh, the prize that you would like. Ah, oh, very good. Yep. And so, like we said, and, and we and and we did two two winners just because we had left this one go for so long. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> we did. So uh, next one back to one winner. But uh, get your answer in, and you could win just like these two have. Yeah. And do you want to just go through how they enter, Jeff? Uh, yes. So what you do, the easiest way to enter is when you're logged in. Up on the top right-hand corner is your name. You click on that and you hit competitions, and then you will see it. It'll be now Who Am I, Episode 5. And when you click on that, you can just type in your answer. There you go. So Easy click on your name and competitions. Yeah, so on the pingskills.com website, that's all you need to do. Yes, indeed. Very good. All right, Alice, you know what it's time for now. Yes. OMG facts. Bring it on. Okay. okay. Got my pen ready. Theodore Seuss Geisel dropped out of Oxford before getting his PhD and called himself Dr. Seuss as a nod to his father. There you go. He wasn't really a doctor, at the, but he sounds like he did get one later, but right. called himself Dr. Seuss as a nod to his father. There you go. Before getting his PhD, so did he ever get his PhD? Well, don't know. Wow. There you go. Is it just Mr. Seuss? (laughs) Maybe. Maybe. Um, In order to burn off a supersized Coke, fries, and a Big Mac, you would have to walk for seven hours straight. What? A what? A Big Big Mac, a Coke, and? Yeah, and fries. Well, the supersized Coke. Fries right. and a Big Mac. Seven yeah. hours of walking. That sounds like a lot. It does, doesn't it? Um, here's another one. When you talk on a cell phone, or as we call them here in Australia, a mobile phone, while driving, if you talk on a mobile phone while driving, you are increasing your chance of being in an accident by 400%. Whoa. Wow. That's just talking on one. Yep, just talking on one. Right. driving. Hands-free? Uh, it doesn't really say. Yeah. Need more detail. Yeah. Come on, Jeff. Can you just <laughs> go to the OMG facts? Okay. Two, I've got two more for you. And okay, that's, good. that's enough for today. Okay. 
bulletproof vests, fire escapes, windshield wipers, and laser printers were all invented by women. Oh. There you go. There you go. We need more women in technology. They're just very they're just a lot smarter than men in general. And we you know, we don't have enough in um in technology here. In the tech world. There you go. Not 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 in Australia, maybe in some other countries, I don't know, but definitely not in Australia. Uh all right. One you more. Got, you got one more? Okay. Yeah. Coke makes so many different beverages that if you drank one per day, it would take you over nine years to try them all. OMG. No. Over nine years. That's how many different drinks they have. That's like 3,000-something drinks, really? Yes. That's how many drinks they have. That is incredible. That is incredible. (laughs) That is incredible. And that wraps up another incredible show, Alois. If if the Cokes were walking past you one at a time. <laughs> they don't reproduce Coke, so oh, okay. it would eventually oh, good. end. Good. Good. Okay. <laughs> and, and Coke bottles can't walk. Um, so, yes, more, anyway. Thank you so much for listening, everybody. Make sure you check out pingskills.com. Make sure you enter the Who Am I competition. And if you've got any table tennis questions, go to pingskills.com, click on Ask the Coach, and let us know your question. We'll answer it. And who knows, if you're lucky enough, you may get featured on this show. So there you exciting. Go. That, would, <laughs> that, that would make a lot of people's day. Indeed. So thank you, everyone, for listening. And, of course, Alois, thank you for all your words of wisdom. Uh, thank you, Jeffrey, for uh, for another great show and uh, for your OMG facts and whatever else you do in the show. <laughs> the brilliant jokes. That, that's what you Oh, that's right. There. Yeah, that, yes. that, that was the thing that I forgot. Yep. <laughs> oh, <laughs> okay. Thanks, everyone. See you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.